Sometimes it's important to go back to the original Greek, or uh, the, uh, I can't necessarily go back to the original Hebrew, and I, I feel a great uh, sympathy with St. Augustine, who also couldn't read Hebrew, and that's why he said, well, it's all Greek to me. Um, literally, that's what he did. He was uh, uh, very jealous of St. Jerome. But when we go back to the, the uh, original Greek, we begin to find that sometimes the translators, in order to help not confuse, have left certain things left that, that when we read it, all of a sudden, it, at least for me, it's like a light bulb. And here we have, we have the large amount and we have a small amount, a much smaller amount. And in the Greek, that actually gives us the coins and the amount of coins. The, the large amount is 10,000 talents. That probably doesn't mean a whole lot to us unless we know that a talent is about 20 years worth of wages, 60 million, 60, 60 million days of work versus 100 denarius, which doesn't mean a whole lot to us unless we re realize that a denarius was the typical average daily wage. So you have somebody that owes 60 million days of wages throughout only somebody who owes him 100 days of wages. Pay me back what you owe. Oh, no, I'm going to throw you into jail. He had just had 60 million days. You do the math. You can't, there's no way on this earth you can pay that back, at, at least at average wages. If you were somehow uh, Jeff Bezos or, uh, or Elon, Elon Musk or, or somebody like that, maybe you would have a hope to be able to pay that back. But 60 million days of wages? There's no way. And 100 days, yeah, that would have been tough. But it's possible. And I think Jesus is telling this parable to remind us that uh, the, the wounds we give each other, not that we should be giving wounds to each other, not that we should be uh, causing people to have, uh, have to come and forgive us, but the wounds we give to each other are just minor. They're like a sliver compared to the sin we commit against God the Father. Why? Because God the Father is perfect. The Holy Trinity is perfect, and they are always willing to forgive, always willing to love, always willing to take us back, and yet we sin and we sin and we sin. Well, maybe not every second of our lives, but because when we're asleep, we don't sin anyway, but, uh, but we do sin, right? And every sin is an infinite offense against God, if we're, if we're honest. Every sin, that a one sin, it's not even close to being 60 million days of wages. It's so much more to the infinite love, infinite mercy of God. And then we turn around and we're unwilling to forgive our brothers and sisters for a slight. He looked at me wrong. Mom, he crossed my, he, he came into my side of the car. Just, just as two little examples, right? We, we hold so much unforgiveness towards our brothers and sisters, and yet God is willing to forgive us, and, and you know this, I know this. Sometimes we need this, this parable to remind us. Sometimes we need somebody like Azariah to come into our lives and remind us we have sinned. We're not deserving. And, and think about what Azariah was doing. Maybe, maybe you're aware of this. 
This was the fiery furnace episode. When they're cast into the furnace and, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar looks in, uh, I, I, see, I see them walking around and there's a fourth one that looks like the Son of God. Well, they knew their sinfulness. They knew their faults. They knew that they were in Babylon because they had sinned, because they as a nation had rejected God. And yet, God loved them. God protected them. So who are we to hold that? Peter asked the question, how, many, how, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times. And he would have taken great pride in this. Yeah, we know that Peter takes a lot of pride in a lot of things. Oh, God forbid that should never happen to you, Lord. Even if the rest should abandon you, I will not. Well, even this night before the cock crows. But here, the, the Jewish people had the understanding that if you forgave three times, that would be sufficient. So he's three times two plus one. You know, a little bit more than, more than twice as much. Jesus says, no, no, that's not enough. Seventy-seven times. It's, you can go into numerology all you want, but 77 is, is quite a few times. It's quite a few. To forgive so completely that we forgive, we literally forget sometimes why we were forgiving in the first place. I think that's the goal of our lives, to forgive our brothers and sisters for those little sins so completely that we forget why, what offense they committed. That's the goal of forgiveness. That's not what we ought to be uh, if we're, we have un, any uh, uh, memory of somebody wounding us. That doesn't mean we're not forgiving. It means we just have more to forgive. We do. We have so much more to forgive. But to always be in process of seeking to forgive, seeking to forgive so completely that we let it go, to remember that God has forgiven us of so much more. Here's the real scary part about this verse, or this passage, and maybe you're aware of this. We're told as Catholics, and, and you probably know the story of, um, I think it was St. Mary Alacoque, who was told by her spiritual director, if it really is Christ who appears to you, tell, ask him what sins I have. And she went, and she was embarrassed, and Jesus said, well, you're being faithful. You know, tell, tell the bishop, I don't remember your sins. You've confessed them. Jesus doesn't remember our sins when we go to confession. But here we have God the Father in sign, remembering I forgave your entire debt of 60 million days of wages, and you couldn't forgive 100 days? He remembered that debt. Isn't that scary? That if we're not forgiving, God remembers the debts that we thought he had forgiven, the sins we thought he had forgiven. That terrifies me. It scares the hell out of me, and it ought to.